Welcome to the Care to Change podcast. We are grateful to have you join us today. We are continuing our series on mental health in the workplace with a conversation between April, our Director of Clinical Services, Brittany Gibson, and our counselor, Teresa Land, as they talk about reducing stress at work. Thank you for being a part of this conversation as we hope to offer you practical solutions for positive change. Welcome back, everyone. This is April Bordeaux with Care to Changes podcast, and we're so glad that you've chosen to spend this time with us. We are right in the middle of a series on mental health in the workplace. So far this month, we have talked about uh, how to strengthen your mental health in the workplace and then anxiety in the workplace. And today we are going to be talking about reducing stress at work. I promise you the information in this episode is one you're going to want to hear. So please stay with us and share this with others. I have brought with me today two of our therapists and leaders here at Care to Change, Brittany Gibson, our our clinical director here. Brittany, thanks for coming back as always. Thank you for having me. And Teresa Land, who is our lead for our pre-licensed therapists and also a therapist herself. Teresa, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me as well. Both of them have been on this podcast before, so if you like what they say, I encourage you to look them up on other podcasts and see what else they've talked about. They both have a wealth of information, lots of experience that they bring to the table, um, lots of wisdom to share, and are just really um, quality, high-quality therapists as well. So Let's get started with stress in the workplace. Um, Today is all about how to identify if the stress in the workplace is something that we need to pay attention to or if it's just regular stress that we're used to feeling. How do we know when it's impacting us in a way that we need to make change? And then what do we actually do about it when we feel stress in the workplace? What are some practical steps that someone can take if they actually feel stressed and it's affecting them in other areas of life? So let's just jump right in and have a conversation about how does somebody know? I mean, it, it kind of sounds like, okay, we all know when we feel stressed, but what are some specific ways someone can say, yeah, I'm definitely stressed in, in my workplace? So I I think some signs that I tend to look for even in myself or in people that I work with is um, just a limited window of tolerance. So things that normally wouldn't set your body off or set set you off now do um, and you just kind of feel in your body that increase in tension, some irritability, um, dread in going to work and then not enjoying things that inside work and outside of work that you used to enjoy doing. Yeah, I think those are good. <clears throat> I think it's actually really important, too, that we recognize that some stress at work is actually a good thing. And so um, I think it keeps us motivated. It helps us achieve our goals. Um, but when it becomes a cloud that keeps us from mm-hmm. seeing our goals and wanting to achieve our goals and get up and be ready for the day, I think that's a good indicator to us. And I think also another one is just starting to see ourselves needing to turn to things to deal with the day. So coming home and just finding yourself needing to rest way more than you normally would 
or turning to unhealthy things like cigarettes, alcohol, drugs, um, among the many things. Binge watching TV shows, just kind of all kinds of things um, can be indicators for that. Is, is Amazon shopping part of that? <laughs> <laughs> Most certainly can be. Uh, kidding, not kidding, right? Right. <laughs> if the Amazon man knows your name when they drop off your package, then maybe mm-hmm. you might experience. You might be a little too stressed. Right, right. Um, I just or the little... baristas know your order every morning <laughs> right? on the way to Starbucks. Right. Oh, ouch. Now you're getting really personal, right? Uh, okay, so limited window of tolerance, and um, that is sort of easily agitated, easily irritated, things that um, are small become very big. This is how you know that you have a limited window of tolerance. Dread in going to work. I I see this and I always feel like people are laughing and it's so funny, but I always get a little twinge of like sadness when I see people are like posting about, wow, it's finally Friday or it's finally hump day. It's like, wow, they are really just trying to get through the mm-hmm. week versus just enjoy the week. And if we're only living for the weekends, maybe that's an indicator, mm-hmm. right, that there's too much stress. I mean, it's a big we indicator. want to enjoy the weekend, obviously, so there's no downside to that. But when it's like, oh, finally the weekend, I can get a little bit of relief. That's That might be an indicator, right? Mm-hmm. Um, sure. Clouded vision of goals in the workplace. I like the way that you said that. And then starting to turn to things to mitigate the stress, whatever that sort of number or distractor is for us. Those are all ways to know if you're stressed um, about work. Um, How do you know when it is just normal stress that could be used to motivate or challenge versus unhealthy stress? And time to probably look at making changes. I think our body really speaks to that. You know, the, the healthy stress motivates us it gives us that energy that we want to move forward towards those goals but when it gets to be the cloudy kind of stress that um, is limiting us our body feels heavy we're worn down at the end of every day Um, we're not wanting to look at those goals because they just be they become unachievable I don't have the energy I don't have the drive I'm burned out I'm not going there anymore so that worn down feeling, um, mm-hmm. maybe even getting sick or finding yourself being late or procrastinating, getting things done, mm-hmm. um, and then that feeling of being overwhelmed, um, that those are two good indicators. In the in a podcast earlier this month, we talked about um, that work can have ebb and flow of stress and workload. And so for me, what I look for is the length of time. Is it... Is it been going on for longer than a few weeks, even a month or two? You know, I think thinking about has this been a consistent theme for the last several months that isn't changing and you don't see it changing too. Um, So I think that's a good indicator, like with what Teresa said too, like is your body just been worn down and has it been worn down for a a good chunk of time? Mm -hmm. I know, um, you know, not to be super um, personal, but to just get really real, I know that when it comes time to taking time off, um, I've found that, you know, the first, you know, if there's a week off, the first couple days, if it's spent just completely checking out, doing nothing, um, needing extra sleep, body feeling run down, it's like, oh, did I miss the signs along the way? Sort of living on adrenaline, getting through the to-do list, 
finally having some time to take off in those first couple of days, just complete wash, doing absolutely nothing. It's like, oh, wait, did I miss the signs mm-hmm. that because now it's cut into a day or two or however many days into the time that is meant to be spent with family and instead is meant just completely recuperating. And so what's the best way to recognize the signs so that when you do take the time off, you're not just recouping your first couple of days? What would you say? Some of the signs to so where you don't get to that point. Well, yeah. I think some of that is is listening to your body and, and your thoughts too. What's your mind telling you about going to work? Um, and asking your family too. Our, our family will notice things even before we do. And so checking in with your family and say, Hey, I'm feeling this at work. Are you noticing things at home? Are Mm -hmm. you seeing things at home that you, for you have been indicators that I am too stressed or not taking care of myself? Um, I know my husband will say things to me that I like to pass off but he'll be like no I really think that this is what's going on Mm -hmm. and um, because they can be you know good good supports and things like that and identifying some of those stressors that we may be trying to minimize Mm -hmm. takes some humility in listening to that though right Mm -hmm. it does absolutely Uh, and then there's that whole like well they're telling you that you're stressed and they're like "Uh, not really not really stressed Um, does that you know play into no I can I got this I can handle this Um, So if loved ones are telling us um, or doing a check-in intentionally with loved ones saying, how how does it seem like I'm doing? Am I able to like put that away? And do you feel like I'm present here with you? That's a good question to ask. Mm -hmm. Um, Your truth speakers, right? The Mm -hmm. people that tell you the truth, like, no, you're, you're not present. You're not checked in. You do seem really stressed. And so doing a check-in is another, another good way. Any other ways to know when it's time to make change? I would say one other thing that comes to mind kind of feeding off that listening to others is how are we listening to others more than we normally do? So when we're at work, are we constantly feeling so much pressure or stress that we're um, taking in feedback Mm -hmm. and it not being critical, but we take it as critical? Or if we're constantly looking for approval rather than feeling confident in the things that we know we bring to the workplace. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So taking in too much of that. Mm -hmm. And we said it, um, I'm not sure whether it was last week or the week before, but it was in this series. We talked about how stress can sort of bleed over into other areas of work. And Mm -hmm. so if we're bringing that stress home and we're not able to really shake that when the drive home isn't doesn't seem long enough to be able to really decompress from whatever it is that happened during the day I know I my drive home is sacred and if I spend it on the phone getting one last call in I can't walk in the door at that moment Mm -hmm. and expect to just be you know breath out and fully present with my kids and so that drive home has to be a sacred time or I need to lengthen the drive after the call so that when I walk in, I can be present with the kids so that if you're noticing that, you know, you're living outside of your window of tolerance, you're feeling sick or you're worn down, um, feeling overwhelmed. If this length of time has been a, a long period of time, noticing what your thoughts are, are there something you, you mentioned that, Brittany, um, notice what your body's telling you and what your thoughts are saying. What are the indicators of the thoughts that are, okay, it's time. So, um 
I think Teresa said it too about as far as if you're taking things more personally or more critical, if you're Mm -hmm. listening to others' input and your confidence has changed in what you're doing. Um, I know for me it is. It's it's taking things a little bit more critical even when that wasn't the intention or personalizing it. So I think it's getting caught in some of those thought distortions um, and internalizing it as a character flaw versus it being related to the situation. So now we've identified some of the ways, at least, what do we actually do about it? So for the listeners that are like, okay, I could have skipped through all of that. I already know I'm there. I got to make change, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Give us some practical things that listeners can actually do if they're experiencing prolonged stress that is now affecting other areas of their life or even their motivation to go to work. What's somebody to do to help manage that stress? I think um, kind of mine go along with what you said, that window of tolerance that we have um, and just making sure that we are creating enough margin in our day um, so that we are not running over our our window of tolerance. And so um, really what that means is balancing out the tasks that are on your plate with the energy that you have to function at an optimal level. And so if you are finding yourself constantly running out of fuel, that means you've got way too much on your plate. And so just stepping back and just looking at um, what, what is taking up all my time? What am I spending too much time on? Um, because when we plan things out in our day, um, we may have an hour meeting which turns into an hour and 20 meeting Mm. and um, a conversation that we needed to have with somebody that took some extra time or some extra energy. And then if we are planning our days so tightly that we don't have margin, we don't have that energy in reserve, we don't have that time in reserve, then by the end of the day, we're spent and Mm. we are feeling like we've failed. We are letting people down um, that we can't carry the load that's in front of us. And so really just taking a look at the little things throughout your day that are adding up. Um, and, you know, a big, a big thing that we can do with that is just kind of look at what are my essentials for the day? What are my non-essentials? Mm-hmm. And um, make a list, no more than three items to start with and say, these are the things that are my have to get done today items. And then Dig right into those first. Mm-hmm. We can get sidetracked in conversations. We can get sidetracked in email. Set those things aside and say, no, these things first. I'm going to spend my energy here. And then have that secondary list of, okay, if I get those things done, okay, I can dig into this. I can pull up my email. I can um, have some of these extra conversations. Um, but let those not dictate the entire day. Mm. So that you have that space and room for things that do pop up and not feeling the pressure of a huge list, but rather that smaller list. Yeah, it's I'm definitely one that falls. Um, I, I'm guilty of opening my email first thing, mm-hmm. you know, in the morning uh, a lot of times. And then I well, first of all, then I see the number and then I think, oh, whatever. And there's no way I'm going to get to all of them. And OK, I'll just get through a few of them. And before you know it, you know. It's it's time for the first meeting or session or whatever it is, and um, there's just it's just zero margin, mm-hmm. and you know the, every email gets a response, and so it's not like you really ever clear out your email, mm-hmm. um, but then it starts 
it starts to sort of set the tone for the day. So whatever the emails are that come in sort of sets the tone for how the day goes versus saying, these are things I have to get done and I'll fill in the spaces with doing a few emails here and there. It becomes your day becomes um, prioritized by whatever emails come in. And then at the end of the day, so I didn't get anything done. Um, and so reversing that to saying, these are my three essentials. I like the way you say that. These are my three essentials and I'll fill in the space with these other things. Mm-hmm. So sort of turning that upside down, that's that's great. Sometimes mm-hmm. even our essentials are an email. Mm-hmm. And I think one really important thing that I've done actually to help with that is if the one of my things is I need to respond to this email. It's going to take me a good chunk of time because there's a lot that's going into this. I'll actually write the draft of that email in a completely different program, like put it in Word or something like that so that I'm not sitting there staring at my emails filling in Mm. while I'm drafting another email. Mm -hmm. And then I'll just copy and paste it over and send it and not get sidetracked into those other things. I like that laser focus. Mm -hmm. I wonder you're so good at what you do, Teresa. (laughs) Well, and even in a lot of what Teresa said, right, she talked about creating space. She talked about here's what I can control, and these are the things that I need to get done today. I'm going to prioritize my time. And those are all really good just practical things to do because – then it has you feeling like you're being productive, which that's an important feeling to have when you're doing things Mm is I'm feeling productive. I'm checking things off my list. So if you make your list of three and you feel good at the end of the day, prioritizing that and getting those things done, then to me, I feel successful and I'm like, okay, that was a good day. I got these things done. I moved something forward and it wasn't just spent in things that just can suck your time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I've got here um, creating margin in your schedule, balancing the task with the level of energy available, assessing where the time is going versus what the priorities are, and establishing a list of three essentials or the have-to items. And these are all items that will help to reduce stress. Mm-hmm. What other? I think we, we ha- one thing we haven't touched on is outside of work, right? Like what are you doing outside of work to kind of help those things? So, um, you know, what's your support system look like? Who can you talk to about how things are going? You talked about like checking in with your family and things like that. So looking at your support system and um, really the fun stuff that you have going on. I know one of the things I always end my sessions with is tell me what you're looking forward to. Uh, because that changes the way that your mindset is of looking forward to things, that happiness component um, versus kind of sitting in the dread. So what are you looking forward to? What's going well? Looking at that gratitude piece too. Mm, I like that. Yeah. um, I mean, hopefully, and when, you know, we all have this in a different level, but our, our work does bring us some level of joy right and so um just keeping our mind focused on that i think that's part of that balancing the healthy stress right is that it motivates us it brings us joy it brings us energy and so um just having that um check in with yourself on a regular basis to say what is my why why am i here what's keeping me going in this and um what joy do i get at the end of the day even though it was a heavy day full of meetings and a lot of things, I'm bringing this joy out of it at the end of the day. I love that. I love that. 
Another piece that we haven't talked about that we're actually devoting next week's release to is creating healthy routines. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because we will feel the stress of work much more if we don't have healthy routines outside of work. Mm -hmm. So if we're going to work tired or we're going to work hungry or we're going to work and our bodies are in need of intentional movement or fresh air, or we haven't taken the mind space to do things like journal or read or whatever it is that we do to clear our minds, then we're entering into work with not a clear mind and our bodies aren't um, set up for success. And so we're going to feel the stress of work um, more than we would than if we went into work in a healthy way as well. So creating um, a healthy routines which we'll get into more next week but those are that can also be something to help prevent the burden of stress getting too much Mm -hmm. for us as well these are all great any other uh, I think asking for help too right mm -hmm. like going to you know your leader your manager and saying hey this is how I'm feeling this is what I've got on my plate like tell me what's the priority and just having that conversation too and saying like right now this is this is what I've got going on and I just need some help prioritizing or can I delegate some of these things you know things like that and actually having the conversation to ask for help I'd also say um, just doing regular check-ins with your body mm-hmm. um, both in the morning and at the end of a work day and just checking in to see what am I feeling right because our body has um, that cortisol stress hormone that it is releasing anytime we're feeling stressed and so if our body is like you said tense before we're going into the workplace or you know we're not caring for ourselves in that way um then it gives us a clue okay what happened yesterday what happened overnight um that is making me carry stress into the workplace or if we're coming home stressed and we're feeling that cortisol in our body it's we're tight we're tense what happened throughout the day and just giving ourselves the opportunity to feel it in our body and to recognize what parts of the day are adding to our stress so that we can go back and put in some healthy solutions for those. I love that. I love that. What resources would you offer if someone wants to learn more about this? So some of the things that I thought would be helpful is always, we didn't touch base on this, but boundaries. So boundaries by Henry Cloud, as well as the, is preventing ministry failure. I think that's a really good resource too, because in the preventing ministry failure, they talks about all of these different components of stress management and boundaries and calling all of these things that we've kind of sprinkled in as nuggets of information. It kind of encapsulates into one book of how to work through a lot of that stress Um, And then some of our previous podcasts to boundaries at work, stress in the workplace. Those are good resources as well to go back and re-listen to some of the other things that we've uh, discussed as well um, in stress at work. Uh, There's another one called Spiritual Practices for the Brain. And Mm -hmm. even though it's Mm -hmm. not specific to work, it's definitely practices that someone can put into place to support your brain or mental health so that you can withstand because we know as humans it's not if it's when we experience stress Mm -hmm. and so the again the the more that we can do to build our strength the more that we'll be able to withstand when the stress does come there's an oldie but goodie so if you're a chuck swindoll or charles swindoll uh, fan um, or have heard of him before this is an old one but it's 
it's a good one. It's called Avoiding Stress Fractures, Advice and Encouragement um, for Handling a Fast-Paced Life, uh, written by Charles Swindoll. That's a, it's a sort of an old one. Um, mm-hmm. I think there might be, you know, some, they, they might have done a redo of the book, but um, that's another good one. That's, that's helpful as well if you like more of the classic style reading from a long time ago as well. Well, thank you so much, Teresa and Brittany. I know we're, again, as always with you know all of our releases, we just want to give the information and some practical solutions to make some positive change. We know that stress and mental health in the workplace is an important topic. We're in summer, which is why we picked this theme for the summertime because a lot of times we're assessing our priorities with kids being out of school and what does that mean for us and and so that's why we really picked okay what does what does work have to do with life and that's the reason why we picked it for this month of the year so thank you both so much if you're listening and you're like I feel stressed I've done everything I know to do I'm not sure what the next step is for me for my family because let's be honest one of the things that we didn't list but could be an option is really assessing whether or not the job that you're at is the best job to stay at, right? So you can do all of these things and still feel stress that's impacting your relationships. And so at that point, maybe it's time to look at whether or not that is the place, right? And Mm -hmm. um, it's a hard reality of life and um, not something any leader wants to hear. um, But I also know that it's a reality. So if this is you and you're like, I've done these things, I, I really don't know where to turn. That's the reason why we're here. We encourage you to reach out. What we don't want you to do is to feel like you are trying to balance and manage all of this stress on your own and don't have anywhere to turn. Or if you found that you are numbing out or distracting in ways that are not beneficial to you or might be destructive to your finances um, or to your, your relationships, please reach out because a job or stress is not worth losing people um, over. Um, So please reach out to us. We're going to continue the conversation next week again, talking about finding a healthy work-life balance, the age-old question. So you want to tune in next week. Thanks again, Teresa and Brittany, for joining us. If you have questions, text us to our care line. We put that number in our show notes every week if you have questions. And we look forward to continuing the conversation next week. Thank you. Thank you again for joining us for this episode of the Care to Change podcast, where we offer you practical solutions for positive change. Check out the show notes below to see resources mentioned in today's episode. You can follow us on social media, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, LinkedIn, and YouTube to hear more about our conversation topics. If you have any questions from this episode or would like to hear more, please reach out to us on our care line at 317-979-7133 or email us at health at caretochange.org. We hope you found this episode helpful and invite you to join us for more of our podcast conversations.